in just a second. Let's not share the good parts with anybody. Let's keep them to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's good parts. <laughs> so it's Andrew, wait, 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 when when do monks start? Uh, I think there's supposed to be a stun capability. It's always yes. about the monks, isn't yes. it? So, so you always you at your level uh, have the ability to stun anytime you roll five above what you normally need. Okay, that's that's and the metric. That started at sixth level, so in in an open hand configuration um you need to track your thackle number and yep. pad by five not including a strength bonus or anything else and that's a stun hit and jim will probably rule based on a weight class so normally the weight class or traditionally what i remember and this is you know an old memory was the weight class stayed your size for the next three fights um, so that would be seventh through ninth level, and then at tenth level you can affect larger creatures. That's my so, sort of memory of seeing so, that. So the uh, second edition says at least for seventh level, I can max maximum opponent weight for a stun or a kill is six hundred pounds. Yeah. So there you go. So that that meets the large class rule limitation right there. Yeah, and so far everything you guys have been meeting has been eight nine hundred pounds. It has been humongous. Yeah, it's yes. ridiculous. It's crazy. You can you can stun Michael Moore and above. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you oh, go. Yeah. Well, uh, we're live. We're broadcasting. Okay. Cool. Any minute now, people should start showing up and you know no, doing don't the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, happy Halloween, all! Welcome yeah. to All Hallows Eve. Yeah, that's yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yep. I spent uh, after we got off the uh, um, after we got off the stream a little while ago. Uh, you know, because of the way the current events and uh, the hit the long history that is Devil's Night, I. Uh, uh, made my wife some pizza, uh, homemade pizza, and then after that, I loaded magazines. Loaded magazines. What does that mean? Oh my gosh, I did the same thing too. <laughs> Excellent tradition. He With puts bullets. bullets in the magazines for his weapons. <laughs> oh, loaded magazines. I, you know, I was thinking he stuffed some coupons and some, some <laughs> magazines to mail out to all of his uh, all of his uh, buyers. You know, that's exactly what I meant, James. Absolutely, 100%. He lost all of his weapons in a tragic boating accident. All of my periodicals in a boating accident. There we go. There Mm -hmm. we go. I will will share something that happened to me this week that not everybody knows. Oh. Um, I had to mandatorily evacuate my house on Friday. Or no. uh, um, It wasn't beans again, was it? It was, man, (laughs) was it black beans. No, I made those last night. I made uh, what we call California fish tacos with shrimp last night and black beans. And those black beans tore through me like Jr. <laughs> tore through that last uh, last that wolf. last cave bear. Yeah, like, like last oh wolf. my god! That's no, but um, I had to mandatorily evacuate my house on Tuesday, and so at, we got the voluntary evacuation order. And all my neighbors are out there huffing stuff, and I'm like, ah, I'm not doing nothing. I kept writing and working, but I kept watching this firestorm build up in the orchard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you know, I'm probably going to have to go mobile here, so. I got all my gear out and tomahawk and chest rig, and I loaded up 16 mags of <laughs> 768. I said, because I don't know where I'm going. And then about four o'clock, I went out and I was like, geez, OPs, that fire's huge. And it was time to go. And that's when they brought in the water bombers. And then they used the 737, like <laughs> right 
a block from my house. That's did, did, did you remember to take your wife with you? <laughs> oh, she was ready to go. And I said, I said, okay, it's, it's time to go and take what's essential. So she comes down with all her purses, <laughs> her Apple Mac, her expensive you know, shoes. And I'm like, we're going to have to have a, a, a go bag conversation. <laughs> yeah. A serious talk about that. Yes. And we went and stayed at, at Doc Spears house. Oh, uh, nice. He keeps out here on the coast and, and then we checked into a hotel the next night. But for three nights, I was homeless. I didn't even tell anybody on Facebook because I just don't want people to know my biz. Yeah, but, sure. uh, for three nights, I was just driving around with a, a car full of weapons. Oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> now they're starting to board things up here because of the election. They think it's going to go bad. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so it's just it's just insanity. But, yeah, it's time to load mags. Walt's been sending me some good uh, knife videos. So I've been working those every morning with my workout. <laughs> and uh, I'm almost going to be sad if I don't get to karambit someone in the crowded artery. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, oh the, the beauty of where I live, I live in a slightly rural area, even though I'm quote unquote Seattle. And uh, so I'm out in the outskirts. And like I have like six neighbors that I can think of within a block from me that are all like, you know, deputy, you know, deputy sheriff. You know? Oh, sure. Yeah, you, have, yeah. you have Jason. You have Jason. Oh, he, 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 he's, he's like, you know, a few more than one, one block away, but yeah. 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 I, I suspect guys, I have more weaponry than he does though. You guys live in Jeff Bezos's neighborhood. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. It's pretty so, tragic when no matter who wins, there's going to be riots all across the United States. Uh, it's opportunities. To, you know, yeah. I, th I think it's, I don't think it's, I think it's people who just have gotten used to like thinking it's some kind of free shopping holiday. I think yes. most people, honestly, on both sides, kind of just want to get back to normal. Yeah. Speaking but of I, I normal, think, uh, you know what could solve the world's problems right now? More D &D. The game of old school D and D. Oh, there we oh, go. Yeah. It back on track. Are we? And here, I thought you were going to talk about adding more wolves to the game. Oh God. <laughs> oh God, no. Yeah, I, yeah, can you imagine the, the kibble bill? Yeah, yeah I know. Oh, <laughs> well, you're going to have a kibble bill soon. Yeah. <laughs> you, think, you think we have a problem with trolls and horses? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, now so, the the wolves have a taste for troll flesh, so we should be okay. So James has that... all our all our hard work in in sort of like investigating the dungeon and getting the inn and and cleaning out the trolls. Has that sort of all been reset? Like we're kind of back to square well, one. You know, I, I in keep this telling new dimension? you, you're not listening. Obviously, I keep telling you, if you want to go back home, you certainly can. You just have to put together the rod of seven parts, which doesn't seem like a lot of work to me. <laughs> what do you mean it's not a lot of work? It that just, sounds like a quest. It, that it sounds just, like if this were a TV show, that would be like seven seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and exactly. by the seventh season, we'd get like a cute little kid played by a Leonardo DiCaprio wannabe who there is go. ultimately going to become a bigger star than the rest of us. Yeah, I feel yeah, like there Kurt we go. Cameron in Growing Pains is what I'm it, saying. It's like 13 episodes is what it is. It's, it's called a campaign, <laughs> Nick, and that's how you play D&D. &D. <laughs> oh, my God. Jim's getting so saucy lately. We should, oh. That did not just happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we got to get a T-shirt made with that, I tell you. Oh yeah. my goodness. So what would you do if you were a character in our position? Knowing that you've made gains in the other dimension, would you would you spend your time and effort to get back or would you settle down and just go ahead and try to make the best of it here, sort of having kind of a nice foreknowledge and a, 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 in my case, a reputation reset? Yeah, so 
That's a great question. If I was doing it, I would take advantage of my knowledge of the treasure areas that haven't been plundered yet. You know, like the tomb of the pharaoh and a couple other places like that. And then I'd get back. I'd scamper back as soon as I could because who knows what's happening to your lives in the other world. But I would not. Yeah, what we have lives in the other world. You might. Okay. I guess the question ends up being: Do we want to end up taking care of some of these drums because we know what's going to happen? You do know what's going to happen. Yes, I'm surprised you didn't attack the the first Merc group and and destroy that drum. Well, you told us they look like rough customers. They are rough customers. You guys, you guys killed eleven hill giants. <laughs> <laughs> they had eighty six hit no, not eighty six. They had fifty nine hit points apiece. So the question is: Is will my alimony and uh, child support bill be interdimensional? Like, will I get checks on either world? How's that going to work yeah, for me? Yeah, you now <laughs> have. You now have pregnant wolves in both worlds. Yeah, you got right. big trouble, buddy. Is there a third yeah. option we can hop to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're kind of like the E6 who shows up at the new post and says, yeah, there are the yeah. wolves. In, in about, in about our, because because uh, attacking monsters and, and, and dungeon crawling gets a little boring after a while. About No, our it never gets boring. It yeah, never, we'll, ever we'll gets see. Boring. We'll see. Because I got lots of good stuff planned for you. But after about the 10th year of that, we started dimension hopping. And boy, that was fun. And what is the difference between dimension hopping and dungeon crawling? Uh, it's, it's a bigger spectacle. Okay, so you go to the happy hunting grounds and, and the rats are as big as Clydesdales. And, and you go to these other dimensions and, and your stuff changes. The wands become gigantically powerful or turn into loaves of bread. I don't think I want to go to loaf of bread dimension. <laughs> well, oh, your no, sword, if you're hungry. You, yeah, your sword wants to avoid it at all costs because it knows it'll get eaten. Yeah. And, so, and, and, no, go ahead. No, I was, gonna, I, was, I was just going to say – and she's kind of attractive right about now, so you, you, you don't want that to happen. Oh, yeah, I already told Nicole, and she's already jealous. It's awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was a great dinner. It was a great dinner. Thank there we you. go. I, I have, yeah. We have to do those We have to do those sentences. Tomorrow I'm sending you a full page. Just tell Nicole she's she's a Charisma 20, so not to worry. Yeah. Absolutely, I will tell her. yeah. That's true. Um, so, uh, is everybody happy with their character builds or uh, James, would you give us any advice on the way that we're proceeding with our characters? Well, there's, you know, you guys are mostly really good. You got great armor classes now, which is really nice, but there's, there's a lot, I, I'm not going to tell you lots of stuff that, that you're missing that we did. You, you guys, you know, you guys haven't even come close to how tough even your characters are. So... It's so just, I don't understand that. There's yeah. more we could be doing. We're there's not lots. Maximizing. There's lots more you could be doing to maximize your characters. Okay, well, so, give us one hint. Give us one hint. Okay, for each class, flunkies. We all had we all had three or four flunkies up to the fifth and sixth level by now. But but so but, but, like, but there's normally so, a, le a level requirement for hirelings and stuff. No, like that. no. You spend enough money, you can get what you want. Yeah. And then they get killed in the first five seconds. You know, li life is like that, buddy. But if they're getting killed, you're usually not getting killed. Do you mean our secondary characters, or do you mean we should be hiring you should professions? Be, you, should be, you should be posting on the boards all across Crimson City 
1,000 yeah. gold pieces for experienced um, uh, characters to help in our battles. Maybe and they then, can get drained. They'll flock to your banners, and then you'll start you'll start testing them out to see how good they are, and uh, and hire the good ones. So yeah, I mean, I had eight or nine fighters, and I had a I had a cleric as my wizard character. You guys, you guys aren't taking advantage of that. You got to. So when Plus, you're when you when you and like a crew of Gary's people would go and adventure, you'd actually be a party of about seventy. No, it wouldn't. No, th what happened was Gary would say, um, "I want to play test Alice in Wonderland. You guys can carry fifth level or lower characters," and so we'd haul out a flunky, and he'd get tons of experience on that adventure. So, right. we, we, so we never had more than ten, any of us, um, because of our charismas. But, no, no, uh, I'm saying though, like if a party of ten of you went adventuring with your primary characters, yeah, how the many? Only, the only problem. How many, that is the wandering monsters what does that mean i have to give i have to when inst right now your party attracts one or two of a kind of wandering monster if you, you start coming out with 10 15 or 20 different uh uh characters i have to send like 10 or 11 or 12 wandering monsters at you so what i'm saying though is if our party goes out now and each of us takes two to three followers Yes. That turns us into about a party of 21. Yes. Okay. Well, that's what we should be doing. Well, I wouldn't take them all, but yeah, I would be taking them. I would be raising them up in experience as soon as I could. Because, boy, I'll tell you, having, having two or three magic users at fourth or fifth level is sweet. Okay. We will, and, and I then, guess we will. And the nice part about it is then you have people to give your, your spare magic items to. Wait, wait what, what, what is this spare magic item thing you said? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Come on, you guys You guys have gotten a ton of fighting stuff lately. Pretty soon you're going to have a ton of clerical stuff. And then, you, what are you drawing, by the way, Walt? Uh, so far. Uh, oh, wait a minute, wrong camera. It, it, it looked just go. like a line to me. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I got to show it to you because yeah, there we go. Oh, look at that. Ooh, it looks nice. Looks like an unhappy hill giant. Right? Yeah, well. really. That's that's very much in the style of Jim Holloway with that facial sneer. We'll see what happens. So anyway, um, the nice part about it that when you like, uh, like Prometheus, okay, so he gets a clerical staff in his die rolling. Well, he hasn't got anybody to give that to, but if he has a cleric flunky, he turns that right over to the flunky. The flunky gets huge experience, and everybody's happy. Yeah. You can only okay. wear two rings at a time. So when you right. get that third or fourth magic ring, you give it to a flunky, the flunky gets experience, everybody's happy. All right, there's a D&D question. What, you, most people have ten fingers. What, what, what's with the two ring thing? Yeah. It's, it's a game balance issue. It's okay. why clerics can't use swords. All right. It, it's total game balance. Yeah, because so, if you think about it, right, so clerics back in the day were – um, they were kind of based off the Knights Templar and the Knights Hospitaller. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, um, the the guys who were wielding stuff like Morning Stars and Maces and Flails, um, they were usually using those things against horses, <laughs> you know. Um, yep, and yep. then they would have guys run up with swords and spears and stuff like that. They were all still Crusaders, all still Hospitallers and Templars mm -hmm. and and stuff so um if you want a really nice uh um 
uh, fun kind of uh, uh, way to experience a little bit of like cleric lifestyle, uh, check out the um, the is it Discovery History Channel. Um, they have a, um, a thing called Nightfall. Uh, it's a TV show. Um, I really enjoy the second season just because um, the main character in the first season basically kind of goes through a level drain uh, and ends up back at kind of like having to repeat first level again. Oh, my. And his taskmaster is played by Mark Hamill. Um, Oh, cool. So it's like a TV episode. It's a fun story. Yeah. uh, It's got three seasons, I believe. Um, oh, wow. But it, it follows a group of Knights Templar and mm-hmm. uh, some some uh, lore about the Grail and, and stuff like that. But these guys all use swords. Uh, uh, there's only one guy that used any type of blunt object, and that was just because he was uh, he would he was uh, what they called a knocker. They he would um, he would knock a guy over to to uh, make him lose his balance, and then guys with swords and spears would run up behind him and stab the crap out of him. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's kind of what big war dogs and big wolves do. They knock you over first, and then they go for your throat. So, yeah, well, that's, I many... think there's a, a bunch of things your characters could still be doing that, that'll make it more fun for you. So, so then... I, I would assert, though, like, for instance, you know, the monk, I think a lot of his power, I mean, other than my, like, bracers to, like, light people on fire, that, that that's few and far between, but I think most of, most of my power comes from the leveling. Yes, very true. But, you know, you get those real sweet death strikes as you get up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, you have to fight to get your levels, though. That's That can be a hard thing. You could wind up fighting for three or four or five weeks and not go up a level. I had to go two weeks one time, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah exactly. So is, and is you keep ever- getting drained. Yeah, <laughs> you, you do. You do get trained. But the last last week was your fault for for slapping a vampire. Yeah, well, yeah, that that that, that yeah. was. It was. In his defense, of... it had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it did what it needed to do, didn't it? So, Jr., how, how many followers do you have left today? Uh, we are down to fourteen. But since you know they did didn't uh, all die, I'll take that as a win. So could the party could the party now say okay, we've got to improve his followers? Could the party all sort of run in in the week between like a mini boot camp and try to identify some skill sets? Like I could look for thieves and fighters. We could look. Jr. could look for more fighters. The wizard and the cleric could look for uh, 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 magic user types. The monk could sort of could physically condition. Could we improve his his remaining followers as a party? Okay, the fi- fighting stuff, fighting styles, will definitely improve his group. But the wizards and the clerics and things, you guys can't do that to his group. Okay, his group is just fighters. The wizards and the clerics, though, could teach them communication to make. Yeah, them no, that's as that's as they, they just kind of look at you with dull looks on their faces. Okay, so the monk and I the monk could physically condition them yes, and yes J- jr and i could make them better swordsmen and yes, i could maybe find yes. a few scouts and, and archers that's possible absolutely it's possible okay but you should but you know then you're not spending time on your flunkies 
So well, six. yeah, but we've got 16 free flunkies here. Well, no, they, no, you know. they're, they're the Cavaliers flunkies. They don't, they don't listen to your orders. They don't, they don't try to protect you. They're just there for the Cavalier. So speaking of uh, battle tactics, we need to come up with a sort of magical like landmine that we could put like a rune or something on the ground that when people walk up on it to, to you know try to sneak up on us, they just I don't know get bad stuff happen to them. Yeah, those exist. Uh, and I'm that. sure Andrews Do that. Talked, okay. Andrews read up on those. He probably doesn't get them till ninth or tenth level. Hi, Andrew. No, I have my first ones. Uh, I just am not found an appropriate situation to cast them to but they are it. an available option sure to and then if you would if you would have had a genie then you wouldn't have any problem at all but you seem to be letting those guys go so a question you know in in the situation where we had the undead you know the whites pop up from the ceiling you know upon us entering the room Yes, uh, yes. I, I, an obvious use of a flunky is send someone in first. As, Absol- you know, absolutely. As, as our and point then, guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, the problem with that is they don't just do whatever we want because uh, yeah. James likes to have them push back and be like, mm, screw you. Some, yeah. yeah, sometimes I have to roll morale for, I mean, if they think that they're you know being used as cannon fodder, they will object. But, but, but that's well, not the point. And, and we, can, <laughs> we can start to... I've been thinking about this based on probably the last two events. I've got three bottled monsters. <laughs> uh, yes, he does. Now that I have a strong charm monster and a way to contact them without touching them, I'm going to start scrambling their brains on a regular basis. And we have some seriously powerful cannon fodder that we'll be able to start uh, sending into places to take a ton of damage, and they'll like it. Yep, I can remember my first pyrohydra that I changed into a snail, and there was a great big vampire lair with three vampires, and Gary was very proud of them, and and they were about to do horrible things to us until the pyrohydra breathed on all of them, and they all turned into gaseous form and ran away. Yeah, very much worth it. It was a red-letter day. Those coffins were filled with goodies. So with with your little miniature monsters, could you... In, yeah, assuming, of course, they're enlarged and enthralled and all that good stuff. Uh, can you enlarge them again? And once we're done with a fight and they, they survive, shrink them back down and put them away in the bottle. Exactly right. In yeah. theory, it's possible, but I'm, I would give them a plus on their saving throws. Well, no, if they're still, if they're still charmed at the end yeah, of combat. I, I, I understand that. I'd give them a plus anyway. Because <laughs> I'm that nice a DM. No, no, no. I would work it in reverse by explaining the benefits of the spell uh-huh. to make you feel better. So their, their <laughs> yeah, resistance it it makes me better. feel great, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Um, so, yeah, those monsters been... will come in very handy. Unfortunately, there are times, uh, you know, and you haven't, you've been, they don't really come to the fourth level where there's portals that they just look like regular doorways and you walk through and, and dispel magics are tossed on you. So all of those monsters pop out of your pockets and eat you guys. Yeah, that well, that's why like we have, fun. that's why we have trickster doing his, um, detect magic. Yeah. Which wouldn't work on the portal. Oh, okay. Well, there goes that idea. Uh, I know there's two of them down there already and I have to put in a couple more. So uh, what if we send one of our guys through the door first? Whoa. Yeah, then you. But you guys never do that, of course. Why am event, I seeing? Event this? sheet is done, FYI, so everyone oh, can okay. log into the share 
and see your numbers. And get a zillion experience points. Boy, you guys did really good today. I don't think I've ever given out so many experience points. Right on. So, uh, uh, JR, what, uh, what, how would you start your AAR? What, what was your first thing that you did right today? <laughs> uh, I didn't kill everybody, so that's a start. There we go. Um, you, you, you distracted some wolves. Yeah. Uh, so, so the the problem I run into is you know you got uh, Nick every time he's harping on like the little angel on your shoulder or devil whatever you can you can decide <laughs> he's like you've got to take charge you're the leader and I'm struggling just to remember everything to play my own character that sometimes I forget <laughs> to worry about everyone else because you know I am still learning uh, and then it just seems that most of the time when we come to tactics the only real tactic that seems to do us any good is just you know charge straight ahead all pell mell. Uh, and so, I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm so visual. It's hard to uh, to sometimes envision the terrain to think tactically when it's all in my head. Sure. So I've, I've got to get better at that, I think. I think uh, your call sign is now Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Swipe right. Yeah, really. Um, so you're saying so. I'm your own personal PLDC. Basically. <laughs> so I, I would, I would uh, you know. Hopefully, as I get uh, better at learning the rules, so I don't have to think as much, um, that that'll get easier. Although this one, and with Cheney, I was helping them in the in the private message, so it was like multitasking. I don't know how Walt does it. What's that? Uh, I the, don't the multitasking to the degree that you do. Yeah, it's very impressive, Walt. Captain Kilgosha uh, in the chat is saying that uh, uh, Jr. is the Green Lieutenant and Nick is his staff sergeant. <laughs> Something like that. That would be well, nice. I, I, I think JR made some good combat decisions. Say he someone offered him the choice to split his attacks. And and sometimes that's wise, but it really turned out that he did the right thing by just continuing to wail on one opponent. Yeah, you Even were a though, great you know, today. So you use the principle of mass right there. And if you would have split that, I think I think we'd have had two dead people if you wouldn't have which would have been one me and the new guy. Yeah. Um, but since you continued to wail, like, I think I think what the Cavalier does is you, the Cavalier is a point and destroy weapon. But at the same time, the Cavalier has the ability to lead it. Like, it might not be a bad idea to start, you know, bringing your retainers down in with us and 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 organizing them as a military force. So what's a military force? I mean, like generally nine times out of ten, it's either two assault components, you know, an alpha team and a Bravo team, or it's an assault element, you know, subdivided and a, su a support element. So, so if you, if you use those to support, you're like, you know, as the cavalier that whoever the biggest, baddest boss in the room is out of a sense of honor and self glory, that's who you're going to fight. Well, then if you have a support team, you can, you can use that support team to keep people off of you you know, with ranged fire while you engage the main target. And if you have an, a, a group of assaulters, they can assault with you and support your attack. That's, I mean, that's, those are the basic things I'd say to a cavalier to do. Technically, if we wiped out the giants, we should, our horses should now be relatively free. But I think James will come up like, now griffins are eating your horses. So the, the know, problem with it, that is, go ahead, James. It is a possibility, yes. I, and you know, in in my group, the guy with the the best armor class 
always led by 10 yards. So JR should probably be ahead by 10 yards. Sure, they start attacking him, but he's really hard to hit, and then everybody else can do their things behind him. We could do that. My only so, problem is so, it's always hard to use ranged warfare, but go ahead, JR. I right. was going to say, so the problem with that is at the rate he kills these uh, you're everybody you bring with you. It's like, well, that's a one and done solution. So I'm trying to think more campaign style and long term. And so when we designed them, and I spent a lot of time designing these characters, I made sure that their non weapon right. proficiencies are all things that benefit the party. So we can have them up and running, repairing our weapons, making our armor, making our you know arrows, and that's all gold we don't have to spend on that yeah. stuff that can go into you know larger I think there, investments. I think there's a fair ob that's fair. But the observation I would make is that your characters are getting killed when they're unsupervised. They got killed in the first giant against the the first battle with the giants and the trolls when we charged and we left them at the house and they are the the Lehman's tiny hut and they just stood there and took ranged fire. Yeah, so, exactly. So that was that one. And then today they got killed when we left them up in the well. So if question, you're uh, in their vicinity, you might get a chance to fight them. Like, so if, if you're taking them like into the in the against the cave bears, James can't just arbitrarily start killing them. You can say assaulters take this cave bear uh, and support me. You know, like, and you could divide it up. You could have two pikemen that go in and stick the bear while you go ahead and try to knock it down. Like you can yeah. have those kind of tactics. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think you know what I, I think that the solution is you've got to fight your retainers. So question though, uh, the retainers are, are most of the retainers typically considered level one or? Nope, they don't even get level one. They're just one hit point dudes. Okay, that's why. So, I mean, has, that... so his are his are part of the munitions arms of Unearthed Arcana. So they actually range anywhere from first to sixth level, depending on how many he has. And yeah. my, um, my, uh, what do you call it? Herald is a level zero, which is a thing. Yeah, and, you um, don't, you don't have a herald, of course. You used to. Yeah, you right. used to. Right, but now that you're in a new dimension, we can go out into town, and you can actively re-recruit yours, which is going to get you a chance to find a herald and armiger, all those. And they don't want money; they just want well-being. So you have to take care and provide for them, but also. The training could be vital in that you'd have the ability to punch the lights out of the right things if you organize them. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. Be, be, because the, the, the reason I brought up the level thing is that, you know, one of the tactics we could use is if his guys wouldn't be one punch wonders and, you know, one and done, uh, they could actually be distractions. So, like, the main, the, the main party doesn't take the brunt of all of the attacks. They no, because that's what's been... That's what's been. That's happening. what's been killing if you, them. Yes. If you if you if you give James a chance to kill them, he'll kill them. So the one disconnect I want to point out is James is treating them as one hit point people, right. but they were not rolled up as such. They were rolled up as actual leveled characters. Yeah. Okay. So and the reason I'm treating them all as one hit point is because um, Jr. was a new cavalier, um, so he's he has he's inexperienced in everything, so all he attracted was one hit pointers. But as he gets more fame, in the, like, like if he was in the old Crimson Hawk City, he'd be attracting second, third, and fourth level characters. But nobody knows him. Nobody knows how powerful and, and mighty he is. So he's attracting the little guys first. Well, oh, in we, this we, new we, dimension, okay. And we and Nick, myself, J 
JR. We we should all be training these guys, getting them a couple levels, maybe. You know, ha have farming farming some giant rats or whatever to get them some X XP during the week. You know, maybe, so, maybe up them up their level. I guess we should go all Roman with them and get them a shield wall. <laughs> yeah, that would be help. Yes, you know we we used to hunt down orc bands. <laughs> and so Gary would roll uh, a percentile dice to see how many orcs were in the band, and then we'd all start fighting them and killing them to get our, our little little bit of experience for each dead orc. Hmm. Those yeah. were the days. You know, the other thing too is the uh, with something like uh, with something like uh, retainers, right? Um, and you're a cavalier. You you can think just like a military commander. So uh, if you got if you got a dungeon that you're going into, right, it's no different than doing a building takedown. So when you do a building takedown, everybody just doesn't move through the building because then uh, you have to every time you clear something, you have to leave somebody to remain in place to keep it clear, right, and to make sure that if something makes it unclear, um, that person starts sounding an alarm forward back to the guys who are forward of that position yeah and yeah they, and now they know that oh we we need to halt our advance because we don't want to get caught from behind so we have to do we have to reestablish control of what the rear area is and then we can begin moving forward again so what you yep. can do is to gain a little experience for these guys they stay behind we clear the rooms going forward right once a room is clear post a couple of guys as guard right something like a rat or something like that comes up, um, you know, they can deal with it. There's a little experience. Uh, pretty soon they're not zero-level fighters anymore. Um, something big comes into that room and starts mollywhomping them. Uh, hey, boss, you know, he gets on the radio. Hey, boss, uh, we got a problem, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, radio can be, uh, in medieval times, anything from a whistle, you know, sure. like an old whistle or uh, a flute, or uh, they can, they can uh, they used to have these... Uh, 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 it was like a, a brass rod, and it was uh, the precursor to like a tuning fork. And what they would do is uh, they would get a guy with a um, – he would be like a sergeant at arms, and he would have a metal bracer, and they would whack these things really hard. And if somebody was forward in a castle as they were sieging castles, they would know to come back because, you know, they heard the ding of that little improvised gong. Nice, nice. So stuff like now that. The, yeah, oh. the only problem with that, of course, is that – um, I have to when when you bring your when he brings his cavalier forces up with him, I have to divide up the experience. Yes. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you still, it you does got... suck experience from you guys. But are we doing? But it? there's but there's but with, with more accomplished people, like we might not have been wailed on so hard. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Like it, it, it could have, it could have easily gotten out of hand with the day bears today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's what I here would be my suggestion. I would take your remaining 16 and I would develop two squads of eight, one, one of spear and, and maybe one of like skirmishers. And, and I would, I would spend money to outfit them. I would get them basic armor, you know, they spear, already came with armor. They already shield. have armor. Yeah. Yeah. And I would I, get they have munitions and they have horses. He rolled fantastic. Yeah. And I would get them a horn. So that they can communicate. Now the horn, we're gonna have. I'm gonna have to pony up the the gold for. Luckily, yeah. we found a decent amount today. Yeah, really. But then I, I I would start training them as like a, a squad of of spear and a squad of foot, 
and and then you know use use the spearman in the support role and use the foot to like support your flank so that you don't get attacked from the side and pushed down in your armor and yeah. so that you don't get backstabbed and yeah, so that, that you can you can just be front side forward the whole time see so that you know, that's part of your role playing that's part of your fun is doing all that work you get the fun of being a platoon sergeant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the quote exactly. unquote fun. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, and Jim needs to roll and see if you guys go increase, if you guys go uh, get drunk and increase the population. And, you know. <laughs> First it's the wolves, then it's the goats. Pretty so, soon yeah, we've got our yeah, zoo. Yeah, really. So, so far, JR is like a one man population explosion. Uh-huh. Can you imagine explaining that to the mother-in-law? Oops. Yeah, really. let's, let's talk about what happened to Fever today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good old Fever. Did not see that coming. Yeah, I know. Well, you gave her the good gem, and she used it. She's, yeah. she's starting to wake up to her real powers. And so what are we dealing with here? Well, she's an artifact now. So she can't be destroyed. And, uh, is she a succubus uh, equivalent? No, no, she's an art. Just she's a thing. She mm-hmm. looks really good, but that's because she's just mimicking, um, you know, her master and her master's her master's thoughts about a good-looking woman. <laughs> We've got Captain <laughs> Kilgosha in the chat repeating the often uh, message we got at platoon meetings: was don't add to the population, don't remove from the population, don't get arrested, and don't make the news. There we See, go. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to do that with all your guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so or, or I think bribe I'd... the jailers in uh, in Crimson Hawk number two. Yes. Nick, Nick's gonna have to try to figure out just how real she is. Oh, she's real. She's very real. So I created an artifact. Yes, you with all the magic that you've given that sword, you have yeah. created an artifact. It can't so is how right. much? How much extra experience did I get? You didn't get anything for that. And, I created and, an artifact. Yeah, yeah. And why is that, Nick? Why didn't you get any experience? I don't know. When it's <laughs> the sword, you you know you know because you gave all of the experience to the sword. So I know, but I created the artifact. Like, yeah, great. Literally, yeah, you have yeah. said like. Yeah. Only sort of like supernatural Deities. beings do that, and here yeah. is good old yeah. Prometheus. Yeah, uh, boy, I, I agree, Nick. I agree with you a hundred percent. So we have Captain Kilgosha wanting to know when there are going to be artifact babies. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> he only okay. pops out once a month. It, may, 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 it makes little daggers. Oh, oh it's God. just <laughs> once a month. It's just, it's just once a month for an hour. I thought it was once it, a day. No, it's it's once every full moon. And what and what can it do? Well, you have to discover that yourself, buddy. <laughs> she's Behind just she's just coming into her real powers right now. If I went and talked to the wizard in the black tower, is is it a purple tower here? Is it a black it's a tower? white it's a white tower actually. It's a white tower. Yeah. Do you think he he could help us to understand it? You don't. You'll have to go see. Okay, he'd probably okay. want it. Okay, so okay. how often does that happen where the players end up turning a, a magic weapon into an artifact sentient sort of It's never thing. happened before. It, I'm the first one to do it. It, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't happen often in Gary's game, but um, I, I did make a – I did turn a staff into an artifact weapon. And can an how artifact get pregnant? Yeah, not <laughs> usually. God. Not usually. How much, how much experience did Gary give you for that? I Probably. think I got like 50 thou. 
And me, ah. <laughs> the ouch! It burns! It burns! Jeez. Uh. Watch Jr. I'll be like, I give a copper to the church. And James, will be like, take ten levels. Yeah, take ten levels. That's <laughs> well. Exactly this dimension right. is different because in the last dimension, when I tithed, I got uh, XP for the gold coming in and XP for the gold tithing. But uh. but this dimension, that is not so. That is uh, not so. As to that burning, that's what you get for 40 wolves. So what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I should probably roll for disease. Ouch. Yeah, wait till Doc has to swab you, dude. I know. Lycanthropes are immune to disease. <laughs> He's not a lycanthrope anymore. He's though. not a lycanthrope anymore. Oh, what well, for, though, G, for, J, for JR, I thought you meant the wolves. Yeah, that's yeah, no. they Actually, gonna, I, they I'm, immune bear... to, I'm immune to disease, I think, next level. Uh, oh, won't that be good if you ever get to that next level? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Life did is kind of hard for you. Did he get a restore? Yeah. I think you guys spent the money, right, Andrew? I did, yes. I, I, yeah. I'm now poor. You you guys are all poor. Uh, so he does the Tennessee two-step. Yeah. Two-step. No. One step forward, two steps back. <laughs> so yeah, so really. some, some uh, stuff that I will share. We are not poor. My... Okay. Uh, uh, traveling bank is still with us, which we can leverage. Remember, our group agreement was that we tax all of our special guests and all of our reoccurring percentage of all income. And so I've been tracking that for the last six events that we've been doing that, and I hold that money. And so we have that cash available to us. That's good. Hey, by the way, I've been thinking about that. You guys sure you want to give magic items to your guests? No, we you never know, do. The answer is no. I think the bard has the horn, doesn't she? She because does. you you said we could not give it to the guests. Did I? No. No, that no. was my memory. It's no. wrong. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that was in the other universe. <laughs> yeah, really. I, just I wouldn't give them. Is, we, isn't it politely understood that Prometheus murders them as the show ends? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. And I should get experience for that. But I hope JR, JR, JR I want you to keep yeah. those sheets, though. We're going to turn that into a product. What sheets? The oh, the character sheets. sheets. Character yeah. sheets. Yeah. I was Please. thinking, I'm not the one drawing over here. That's Walt. Yeah, no, no. I think we should go find a red dragon and throw that spear at it. What a hey. great idea! Oh my god, that goodness. seems like some easy money, right? Yeah, is there, nice. yeah that's is there all the you world's largest ancient huge red dragon just kind of around that we can go do that at? And take it. There, it's definitely around. Yes. And I've got a dragon bow, so plus ten. The spear is instant death. Oh, we could go hit. Uh, Robillard with that mace. We can go. Robillard, we can. Robillard, of course, is a lawful good character in this world. That doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> it probably should. What matters to me is stuff. Uh -huh. So, is uh, are we related to him, or am I related to him? <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, you're much nicer than he is. No, oh. but uh -huh. you said he's lawful good. Yeah, he's lawful good. But the player in real life is chaotic evil. <laughs> so, in real life wanted to be chaotic evil, which I found very strange. So I have a question for you. So when I was looking at the various manuals, when we were going over and rolling um, Scott Bartlett's uh, cleric to Thor, uh -huh. there was some disagreement across the manuals about what the alignment for a cleric to Thor has to be. So yeah. when you when you did that with uh, with Gary, what was the decision on his end? Because uh, it said, I've seen lawful good and chaotic good where the two, but it has to be this, but the Norse obviously gods, it can't be both. The Norse gods have all of them but uh, chaotic evil. 
So he can be any of those. Um, I think Thor, I'd have to look it up. I think Thor was uh, chaotic good. Yeah, Thor is an AB chaotic good in no. Legends and Lore, and it's uh, any good under the complete cleric's handbook. There so we go. Thank you. It's, it's back and forth. Is complete cleric's handbook second edition? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So here's the question that I would ask. Um, next Friday, should we, if there is a country, um, <laughs> should we? Should we should we go on this quest of the eight towers, seven towers? Well, it all depends on how soon you want to get back home. Or if I, I don't or know. If. Or if, yeah. You know, but like I said, I would definitely take advantage of my knowledge of the places that you raided before. So I don't understand. I don't understand that. Could you just walk us through that? Like, yeah, of course. Because so, we just raided a place that we raided before, and it was a lot tougher. Well, but there's this great big tomb that is untouched right now. Like the Pharaoh one. Yeah, the Pharaoh's tomb is untouched. Of course, you have to find it because the the dungeon levels are not the same anymore. And then um, what else was there? The the two drum places were rich in treasure. The tomb yes. Which, so was there? Is there a king now that's uh, in exile? Or are you going to kill us in? That merc was a lion sack of dung. Mm. He yeah, just wanted just to lie to us, Jims. That, that's, <laughs> that's funny. He just wanted to get rid of you guys. So it uh, looks like Wordna's going to want some revenge on him. Then was he the leader <laughs> of the Red Sash mercenaries? Yes, he was. Well, How, what level? Him. What level would you say he is? He was eighth. So if I jack him up, do I become the leader of the Red Sash mercenaries? Uh, you'd have to be an official challenge, and he would cheat. What as if I jack you with? As would we with the Morning Star that instantly kills humans. There we go. Or but he'd be using this this white paste that he found down in the dungeon. <laughs> but we just have to cheat better, is what you're saying. And and, and we're and we're fine with that because we've got the um, uh, the Star Cross, which is immunity to poison. There is, that is a good thing, yes. If they yeah, let you use just, it. If they let did you we, use it. Did we divvy up the remaining magic items? No, we have four. We have the star garnet, we have the spear, we have the flail, and we have the morning star mace. Yeah, all good things. Well, I know I got my magic item today. The sword did. So I, I don't, I I'm don't out. Have, I don't have EXP for the spear, the flail, and the morning star yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I gave that to you. No, you gave me the star garnet at 3,000. And you gave me the emerald cat's eye. I'll have to look those up for you, buddy. Give me That's give fine. me a day. They're they're on the event sheet. You can just tomorrow. I have to write the Nicole list. <laughs> so Jeez. interestingly enough, um, I had planned for uh, a slightly different start today. Uh, <laughs> I chose at the end not to do, but I uh -huh. thought it was going to be humorous, um, since uh, the way the wish was originally worded. Jim was going to start that as the real-time uh, uh, officiating point. So uh, I spent the last couple of days uh, training up my wife, who uh, was dressed in character as my unseen servant. And when you guys logged in, you were going to see her, and she had a, a list of lines to read uh, <laughs> to respond to you ooh, all. Ooh. Um, 
in, 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 you know, not only getting the battle order information to Jim, but also a bunch of things that uh, she would be saying interface with Jim as the show started. So it was we great. have to make that happen for sure. We can't let that offer go to waste. Yeah, you, you, you would have appreciated the outfit immensely. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. And you know Nick likes anything that's got showmanship with it. You know he used to be an well, actor. Well, and, it, and it was it was very much that. It was the first time in almost a year that she was able to go to the hair salon. So we had that all prepped and ready. So ooh, she could do ooh, that. this is tragic that it didn't happen today. It, it was tragic, but it was it was fun. It, it looked okay. it, it was a clever idea. Yeah, I quite agree. And the then other we'll, thing... need, we'll need to get her to say, "Hey, I hope you win the game. I hope you win the D and D game, Andrew." No. Keep in mind, she watches the guild events on a oh, okay. daily basis. So yeah, that's old I news see. for her. She she's she knows a, how things are. She's an interesting judge of uh, who are good players. She gets mm. a good laugh out of it. There we go. Has she she watched... probably thinks I'm great, right? <laughs> she would give me experience. For Jim <laughs> I you feel attacked. You probably wouldn't want her experience. I I would imagine that would be terrifying. I bet she would give me 50,000 experience for creating an artifact. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so Nick, Nick, Nick is like the Susie Lu- uh, Susan Lucci of uh, uh, NXT Lost. <laughs> I, I cannot buy a break. Yeah. The, the most interesting thing I ever remember about Gary Gygax having encountered one time an artifact in his presence, he explained to the person who got it that that is exactly why he did not award experience for artifacts. And if you look in the original DMs guide, it bears this out. All of the artifacts and all of their powers and and problems, because they all come with a bunch of comp. The more complex they are, the more dangerous powers they have. That were yep, amazing. exactly. Yes, but they have zero experience points. And his his idea was is that the artifact was a point. I think he said of an epic quest, and that in itself was the reward. There we ah, go. There we go. So Plus, there's a que- there's a, there's an epic quest coming my way. Well, there's there's thievery coming your way because the world hears about this artifact that you have. You're the only person with an artifact in Crimson Hawk City, and that gets around. Mm-hmm. So the thieves guild starts looking at you. So who some of the, who's spreading some the of, word that that he has an artifact? Me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spreading the word. Kermetius, yes. All right, never mind. I mean, he's he's going, where's my XP? Yeah, he sits at the Red Dragon Inn, and he talks to his sword. People find that very strange. And every once in a while, they hear the sword answer back. Yeah, I'm pretty dangerous. Remember, I'm all dressed in black. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and poison. I don't think anybody would steal this artifact. They'd be in big trouble. Well, I think it's possible that it's going to get stolen. And then what happens? And then you have to quest to get it back, or you just have to say, oh, well, I guess I'll have to find something else. Okay. No loyalty in artifacts. I had my staff yeah. stolen. I had uh, I had the sphere of magic users. There's, there's three magic items for each character class, and they are wonderful to get. And I had the magic user's sphere that I was very proud of, and it was, stole, it was stolen three um, sessions later by an evil wizard and four clerics. So what's the magic item for the um, Cavaliers? The Cavalier the has, has a, a... No, 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 no. It, it's, a, it's a helm and a shield and a great sword for the Cavaliers. What about a monk? We're, monks we're usually get, light. Uh, monk, yeah, I know. Monks get a quarter staff and a pair of gloves. What was the third thing? 
the thing I remember was the sash of the uh, there we go flowers. Yeah, um, it was a so sash. So if you can do that fight, uh, and you are awarded the title, that usually removes you from play um, because you then become an NPC in, in charge of facilitating all the others who try and make their way to the challenge. Yeah, that's twelfth level in, in this world. Oh, that's some Grandmaster so Flowers is not seventeenth; it's twelfth. No, it's twelve here. Awesome. And then you don't get to play your character anymore? He, no, then his character becomes a mentor. And every once in a while he can play them. And the thing does incredible damage. Um, but normally he'd have to play a, a flunky. That's why it's so important to start working up your flunkies. I had a great flunky, two of them, but we left them in another dimension. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, my, you did. My idiot barbarian and my dwarf. I had this ninth level wizard. Oh my goodness, he was wonderful. And a blasted demon possessed his body. And and I wasn't given a choice. I had to kill my flunky and it really hurt me bad. <laughs> wasn't funny, guys. It wasn't funny. <laughs> Gary laughs through the whole adventure. Thought it was hilarious. But it was. As 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 you as you have to kill your own thing. That is I know, I know. I took him from I took him from temple to temple trying to get him unpossessed. Yeah, no, it never happened. He would go into philosophical discussions with the clerics, and they all liked the discussion so much they wouldn't touch him. <laughs> Yikes. It was very frustrating. Well, old school, real old school D D had no mercy. No mercy. There exactly was, right. I mean, I was a little kid and we all got destroyed and, and you just that's yeah, there was there was no negotiating. You just took it and liked it. And that's yep. all it was. Yeah. Prometheus is one level away from being the highest level character I ever played. Really? Oh and nice. I and I played nothing but old school. I never played anything beyond second. Uh. So monks don't get followers until level twelve. I'm sorry, but yes, they do get followers if they spend a lot of money. Oh, those are hirelings, though, which is different. It is it? different. Yes, it's very different. Followers come without being asked, and hirelings have to be asked. Do you right. know your school? Do you know what you guys are called? Are you you're lawful neutral? Yes. So, are you holy order of vision? If we're in, or what's the crimson hawk equivalent of the holy order of vision? Starbucks. Holy order of vision. Starbucks, of course, is a trademark of, <laughs> uh, that I'm not going to touch because I don't want to be sued into the Stone Age. Uh, let's see what we got here. If I can... Look at that. Oh, my Look goodness. Look at this. What Looks kind good. of weapon is that? Is that a big, weird axe? Yeah, it's just Looks a, like a hand axe. That's yeah, nice, nice. You're so good. Someone should hire you, Walt. Yeah, don't, really. No, no, I can't. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have time to breathe now. Yeah, I hear you. But you made an excellent. Uh, what would you call those things? Ads, Walt. Oh, the marquees that, for. Uh, yeah, for the marquee. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, you're getting a lot of love on the uh, the old school sci-fi writers playing old school D and D. Like people wanting to know who the artist was. Can they hire them? They're really good looking images. Really good. Yes, uh, I are. can't take credit for them. I'm just I'm just going and grabbing them. So I believe you can. I, I think you're an error there. <laughs> and then all I'm doing is putting in the typography, the the layout for some of the things, um, you know, setting up the uh, the text for the like the the titles and stuff. I mean, I'm not really doing that much. 
So I'm just kind of well. It's magic to us. Yeah, <laughs> I never made it past it. stick figure, so it's all it's all. Yeah, magic. really. Okay, so let's go through the group. Nick, what did you do wrong today? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I right, let's see. Uh, I convinced the Cavalier to go have sex with wolves and divided <laughs> divided the force that was attacking us. There I is then, that. I, I then uh, wiped out a bunch of hill giants by basically leading an attack and pretty much decimating them on my own with my awesome sword. Oh yeah. I, I then led the cave against the attack against the cave bears, turned one to stone, fought down to one hit point. Oh, and then I created an artifact. There we <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, it's going to be a red letter day for me. Uh-huh. JR, did you do anything wrong today? Uh, pro- I mean, it ended up ending well, but I probably shouldn't have left the party that way. Probably shouldn't uh, have left the party. I could agree. Yeah. So it could have ended badly. Um, see. Walt, Walt, how about you, buddy? Um, hmm. uh, I, I, think, I think I need to uh, start acting like Word and his bodyguard. <laughs> well, I'm sure he'd appreciate that. You know, because he, he has a tendency to like run <laughs> and, and have squirrel moments. Like, I'm gonna run over here and check this out. It's like, now, granted, that worked out for us. Yeah, you know? but big at, time. But at the same time, you know, he could, you know, one wrong move and he could get mollywomped, and we don't want that. you were you were yeah you 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 were looking to uh, in the last session you were looking to get him that was clear and like andrew did the classic this is how you lose a character thing that he didn't is amazing that he, okay. and yeah. it turned out to be fortuitous but 99 percent of the time that's how you lose your character well, that's why go. that's why i burned through that cat's eye uh, petrification gem i knew i'd probably lose it but we were trying to to follow walt to get there but the stupid troll wouldn't die i know it's terrible michael so, how about you hmm well, uh, well, 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 one of the mistakes I made was uh, not realizing that we were detecting uh, undead, but we didn't see them, and uh, the up, down, all around upon entry, we, you know, we shouldn't have gotten surprised by those guys. Well, we, we knew go. they were there. The, we were detected. Yeah, you just didn't know where they were. So I, I don't know right. that it was entirely surprise. Oh, it was entirely surprise, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. you're going to just have to do combat. You're gonna yes, have to take yes. damage. You can't. Very true. It's this is not a video game where you can like gank the doorway and yeah. just you know kill it. I mean, you you know, the fact that you got level drained today is just standard. No, no, right. You could have died. Agreed. No, yeah. agree, agreed. Uh, I'm just thinking that, that no, knowing that what you're coming into is you know you've got somebody that's likely hiding. You're like I'm like. Uh, we should be able to roll something in and like you know, just toss a grenade equivalent. I thought of that. Wouldn't you know, that D&D be nice? Flashbang. Yeah. I will. I will say that uh, even though it risked his character, Scott Bartlett, on his uh, first time in a long time playing, saying, "You know, I used the Berserker spell, so I got to be Berserker and just charging in," even though he was almost dead. I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, that was yeah. Really good. He he played true to character, unlike the guy that ran away. <laughs> <laughs> that takes us to our good friend Word. Now, how about you, buddy? Um, so my day started with a lot of homework. And I <laughs> the initial built, wish outline. <laughs> I built a five-page outline, uh, and basically created all of the uh, variables in the function. And then, uh, as t- and I, I named each uh, variable. We had the uh, train track approach. 
we had the previous action, uh, and then we had the villain Ted. <coughs> and um, I walked through what it would be like for the timing, the execution of it, and then wound up after you gave me your datum points, uh, I actually crafted the wish on the fly per Nick's request uh, and literally wrote and hammered it out and then uh, gave it to you in real time. And it turned so, out great. It turned out great. Well, it, it was an interesting uh, opportunity. I would yeah. say um, I've been calculating uh, the number of kills per event to get a sense of what my average is. Oh. And so I'm noticing that my kill ratio has been going up pretty extensively as I've passed third circle spells. Oh, you, you got, yeah, you got great new spells that you're using to wipe things out. So my hitting power is more, and I'm able to figure out where spellcraft becomes uh, more valuable. Uh, I think the next steps are either going to be, as you said, flunkies who can uh, manage expectations or um, magic items that are going to be more useful for mobile and remote summoning. So I'm in the process now of designing newer spells that bridge different gaps that are holes that we have in the way our uh, tactics work. All right. Well, we can just get you on some cardio and pump you up with some supplements. <laughs> get you bulking up huge, and people no, say, with my, do, you, with do you even live with There's no brawl? bulking anything. And, and <laughs> yeah, drink, all I'm happy to say is I'm a smoker, probably. Who knows? Uh, God knows. Okay, but, so... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Andrew. No, you go no, ahead. Andrew. I was going to say, you guys don't search worth beans. Hey, so, hey, hey I, those, I, I, I poke that yeah. pile of crap. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, so <laughs> those where did those four whites come from? Uh, up, up above. Up above in the ceiling. Nobody thought to go up to those four little compartments to see what kind of treasures the whites put in there. Well, they we do very, now, Jim. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're not getting it. They're, they don't seem to be there anymore. Oh. But there was there was nice red cedar boxes. I really love my red cedar boxes. And uh, and there was nice nice platinum and nice gems, really some good stuff. The poor. Sword. In our defense, we were up against the clock. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true too. All right, but but I, I did think... I did ask the sword to detect magic. Yeah, and he couldn't detect it through the rock. But you guys really don't search very well yet. I'm sure that'll okay. come. All right. Well, maybe you could give us a break and and teach us how to do it a little, and then we can start doing it. Yeah, no. Man, that'll maybe that'll happen on, uh, what is it, November 11th? November. 13th? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> You'll just have to learn it the old-fashioned way. Man, I hope your dwarf doesn't get stabbed. In you know, I, I think... Speaking <laughs> of November 11th, why don't we tell people what we're talking about? Because this was discussed it's offline, November, wasn't it? November 13th, uh, or yeah. 11th. Yeah, it's 13th. Yeah. 13th. yeah. Um, so basically, uh, the legendary DM, James Ward, is going to uh, depopify for the day and he is going to assume the role of a player character and he's going to be abused and misused and wailed upon and ruled against as he has done so will be done on day. I, I will probably die in the <laughs> first hour knowing my good friend Walt oh Jim I'm you, sorry those thorns just killed you dead so have, we, have, um, we, have we made any announcements for that week yet? No, we will, uh, but okay. just to the people on the channel, um, Walt, uh, our cleric, is is uh, is also a DM, as is Andrew. I think those are really our only two DMs. Rothman, I know you DM'd your sons, right? Yes. 
And I DM'd once and it was horrible. I think in the first session, everybody went from first to sixth level. Oh my goodness, <laughs> and, uh, that, that can't happen. <laughs> I did it though, it was great. And, uh, and then suddenly good. everybody at the game store wanted to play with me. They were like, you know, like I remember this one like college age dude who like, we, his name was Don and he would spill coffee everywhere. And he constantly, like that was his thing. But he was probably like a really high level functioning philosophy math major. And he, he heard like I was just giving stuff away. And he's like, I, I, I pick up a bone and I and I put a, a scroll of fireball on it. Is it now a wand of fireballs? And I'm all, sure, why not? You oh know? my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a horrible DM. Even but, at uh, my Walt, craziest, I've never done that. Walt is going to take over. Walt, do you want to give us like a bit of a preview of what kind of style you are? Are you, are you Monty Hall? Are you a serial killer? Are you, you know, how would you define your DM style? So we get a, My okay. DM style? I've played a couple of games with you and it's, it's incredibly, you, you're a very cinematic DM. Yeah, that's, I was going to say cinematic. Um, I really enjoy um, the, uh, the player character experience and I like that to be on the table so um, what I mean by that is when just like heavy-handed stuff and 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 you know slapping down players I, I was under those GMs for a little bit and that that never sat well to me because you know th these are guys going out and doing heroic things and 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 you know, where's the heroism when you're just being slapped down and told no all the time? You know, uh, now granted, you know, if you if you prompt your players to dare and dare big, you know, if they win, let them win big. But if they fail, let the consequences roll and be as they may. Um, and uh, that's where um, my because I own my own game company, I own my my own game system. Um, the uh, the benefit of having that is is getting to see that kind of that developmental experience where uh, not only did you did you develop the system that really plays well to people's um, sense of story you know because we all have that story that we want to tell whether it comes out on the game table or not you, you, everybody's got that that story that they want you know at some point. Levi has the story of rising through the dojo and, you know, becoming, you know, a master in his own right. Wordna, you know, to Wordna, you know, the mastery of elemental forces is its own reward. But yet, you know, cultivating these ragtag band of crazy miscreants, <laughs> it's like he's herding cats. And yeah. and when he had to do the first, like, you know, big herding, he was like, wow, this is fun. I like hurting these people you know um but having like each character have their own have that and and being able to put that on the table as center story rather than just you know the the planned out module i really enjoy that randomness when a player goes i don't want to look at that i want to go look at that flower you know and suddenly you're as a gm you're challenged very improv theater-esque to say how can I screw with them with this flower, you know, mm. you know, or make, and not just so much screw, but, you know, let it, let it become something important so that, um, even if it's, even if it's, uh, it minuscule in its, um, in its part of the stage, 
uh, have it be something that leads to something else. You know, you, you go over because like the monk is, is like, hey, you know, I learned this new way to make a poultice. Let me see if I can use this as like primitive aspirin. And while he's looking down, here come these raider bandits that they were looking for 20 minutes ago that use this as a distraction to mollywomp them, you know, and it, it's yeah. stuff, it's stuff like that, that I really enjoy, you know, having the players yeah. take center stage and, uh, pulling from a, a, a character backstory and, you know, the caveat being the character backstory should be one or two paragraphs, uh, preferably one, not 15 yeah. pages. Yeah. I can see right now where James in his mind thinks that you and him are similar with character development, but I guess I'd say to James, tears are not character development. <laughs> I'm really not, so, I, I'm really not cinematic at all, I'm <laughs> You're really just homicidal, James. I don't uh, know, yeah. James, uh, James, you're actually changing some, I think, since we started playing. I've noticed that. Like, No, we were... the Grinch is not growing a heart, J.R. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. I, <laughs> no I am... the, Grinch, the Grinch never changes. You, <laughs> you just go up the hill with all the who's and full magazines and you kill the Grinch. There we go. There we go. So <laughs> I, I have to say the the more I do this, the more I try for a Gary X experience, I, I remember more and more of, of Gary's style and adventures. Well, the other day when we were describing the death scene, not this week, but the week before you did get a little cinematic when you were describing like the arterial spray and stuff. So I don't I know, did. I'd say that's, that's evolving. Okay. You did apologize when you you TPK'd, but I don't I, know. That I it was felt a terrible. Apology. I really you, you, feel you bad. You really like you said I'm sorry, and there was almost this like little hesitation. I know. I know. It was <laughs> some very fine acting. Let me let me assure you, I, I did not mass, want to do that. Mass, I yeah. I just felt I had to do that because that exact same thing happened to me. So did I, you ever see the movie Primal Fear, where Richard Gere is a, is a is an attorney and Edward Norton is this kid who's been Both abused the by the Catholic Church? Yeah. And then and then and then when uh, Richard Gere gets him off, you really see uh, Edward Norton's true face, and he he does this dramatic, and you realize he's the villain, he's the yes. serial killer. Yes. That's that's you. Stop it! And Andrew, what kind of DM are you? Uh, I, I'm guessing some sort of you know philosophical uh, highfalutin DM. There's a lot of discussion. You know, like like the guy says, I'm going to attack the goblin, and and you go, well, you know, let's let's see what Young would say about that. And, um, <laughs> let's, let's walk. The, what do you what do you really mean by attack? What is this like? What does this have to do with your father? Like, is it is it so very we, cerebral we and run. philosophical? Do you work through a lot of damage in these people? Or how do you <laughs> Nick, Nick, a point of order, point of order. That is Sir Andrew to you, sir. <laughs> That's sir Andrew. very true. Yes. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we average between probably ninety to one hundred and twenty players a week. Jesus, uh, I know. Uh, most I know. sessions have uh, eight players. Some have more. The play tests are larger. And so um, all the characters in multi uh, have uh, extensive backstories. And I say extensive, it's indeed a paragraph or two. Those stories uh, are built out from our uh, history, which uh, started in 78 uh, for all the world stuff. And that's all combined. And um, all of the stories through the year culminate at the end of the year with a lot of connection where the different groups uh, usually meet in some major plot that goes on. 
But uh, it is a lot of combat because that's the thing that people like. It's a, a lot of items. Um, I don't know that I'm Monty Hall because uh, items are lost as quickly as they're gained. Jim is joining his first campaign this year. Uh, what? That's pretty frightening, yeah. And uh, uh, so he joins the, the GARP Guild, which is uh, the uh, Wisconsin Guild. And so uh, they're very excited to... Uh, have him join the ranks. They just uh, want me to die. That's what they want. I, I, think, yes. I think that's, yes, Jim, that's that the is issue. True. Um, is it philosophical? No. It's it's a lot of detail specific to the world history. And uh, we have a very comfortable understanding of our house rules. So we have about uh, a lot of custom rules, but it's been integrated over the years so well and with a long story. It makes for a very epic uh, adventure, which people really enjoy. And uh, you guys, how long does it take to... you to know that you've got a player who's going to mesh with you know the, the community and and be an asset and have fun? And how long does it you know, or or somebody who is going to um, be disruptive? Like, how many sessions so, would you say you can kind of smell that out? So. Um, most people want we're a closed club and yeah. so people fight very hard to get in we rarely open our doors we did this year because of covid we allowed all the gary Con uh, tournament players to join in and it was voted on by all the guilds and that's very rare um so since people are fighting to get in to join we have just under 300 members um yeah. we tend not to have disagreeable sometimes we get philosophical difference what you're saying right and and those people tend to um, not survive for long uh either through party politics or uh, bad decision making and yeah. so the, the game takes care of its own pretty quickly um everyone is offered two characters that they get to roll a year uh and once you've squeezed the lifeblood out of both you either wait or hope that there's a new campaign where you can get an extra shot in um, it's tough to survive, but people seem to really enjoy that challenge. Um, yeah, and, they and should. We, we, we move quickly and strong. Um, we run two all-night sessions uh, at GaryCon where we start at 6 p.m. and go till they all fall asleep, which is usually around uh, uh, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. because I always start my games at 7 a.m. the next day. Yikes. Um, so, you know, it's I know, I know. I run a, I run a full show. Uh, at GaryCon, I run 12 events over the uh, 60 hours. So it's a long time. And I play two campaigns. I play in uh, Jim's campaign, and I play in the uh, the tournament open since we've been the reigning champions the last couple of years. So Nice. It's fun. So you're that's, all, that's You're all that. very welcome. Yeah. Well, we thank you, Andrew, for saving our bacon with your wish construction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. still chewing on what it means. So here's the interesting thing that we can now do. Uh, one, uh, Drawn has the ability to do augury. And two, I have a crystal ball of prowess. That allows me to contact other planes. So we have a way to look back home and get a sense of where or when that is. The hints that Jim has dropped today are that we are different where and a different when. So we need to try and see if we can get enough divine intervention information 
understand what that actually means. Now, the other thing that's interesting is we also, through a lucky land grab, have title to this Red Dragon Inn, a simultaneous title. So we have to decide if we want to reacquire it for our own benefit. I don't know that that's a good act. I don't know that's a good idea. It sounds like an alignment change to me. Well, it, it, it all depends on what we actually do. So, well, you know. Prometheus could explain your existence to you. But you wouldn't <laughs> like the answer. <laughs> or, or Prometheus could just have a talk with the owner, and suddenly the owner has vanished. No, I mean, Prometheus could explain the nature of existence to you as Prometheus understands it, <laughs> but you, yeah. you wouldn't like the answer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we've got a question from Captain Kilgosha in the chat. The guy doesn't seem to sleep because he's always on when we are. But I know, he wants to know. We love is, him. JR, don't shame him for that. Is, so, is no, I am not. Is he a subscriber? Yeah, uh, he's yes. the subscriber. He's the first well, one, at least. He's the man. Oh, but, yeah, he's uh, he, wants to know, he should come and play one day. He should, yes. So he wants to know if he can, uh, if we can either hear the wish, although since it was so long, uh, what do you think about sharing it in the Facebook group, Werdna? Um. Uh, that's an interesting question. I'll chew on that with Jim. If you, I guess, if you're okay with it, I can it's put not proprietary out. technology. Uh, no, 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 no. no. It, really, it really kind of is, actually. It's, Why? I, I think I wouldn't like to share that piece of information. Oh, were there wish shenanigans between you two? There were definitely wish shenanigans. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Were you guys trying to fuck with my sword? <laughs> do, do you still gonna, have your you're sword? Gonna, you're going to learn a lesson. Never fuck with another man's sword. Yeah, so exactly. so the, most, the most important thing you can take away, the question really is, whose sword is that? I think that's the question you're asking. And, 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 or, or whether the use of the word with was appropriate or not. Yeah, really. I, and I can't really wait till the sword gets pregnant. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, God. Those, those hormonal times. Oh, my goodness. I don't even want to know. Yeah. Well, now we know it will be healthy because it's got 10 freaking health points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every day. Every day. No, I thought you said it had much more now that it's realizing who it is. It's, it's, a, it's now a creature as opposed to an inanimate object. It's now an what artifact creature actually those there there's only three of those in the whole universe so what kind of creature is that what does that mean like a titan uh, it, it's different from a titan it's it's much smarter than a titan but it's not uh, it doesn't have those powers it's it's cool. uh, it's kind of hard to explain i've got a list of six powers that you haven't found out about it yet that uh, just has to happen through gameplay She's holding oh, out yeah. on you. I, 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 yeah. It sounds very much like uh, like somebody's being a side uh, B. I yeah, I don't want to swear. Yeah. Well, we knew. Well, we knew she was a gold digger. So yeah, yeah, that's that. true. She she definitely is a gold digger. Yes. Don't talk about my sweet baby that way. <laughs> oh baby. Oh, oh my god. So uh, Captain Kilgosia said, said one. It sounds like marriage, and two, who owns whom. Karen owns Chrome is his suggestion. Yeah, who owns whom? That's a question that will become more and more asked as time goes on. I so, think so... Prometheus is too much of a narcissistic sociopath. Uh -huh. It would be it would be like, you know, Andrew's the psychology uh, expert, actually. Um, I don't think you can own a narcissistic sociopath. 
Uh, we'll see. That's uh, what everybody says. Oh, yeah. Actually, is narcissism just inherent in sociopaths? I don't know. <laughs> but I know I, I know he's not a psychopath. He's definitely a sociopath. Yeah. Well, uh, when, he, when he starts wearing gems on every finger, you know something's up. Okay. So, so James, I have, I have a D and D history question. So, of course, um, yes. since, since since wishes, you know, probably need need to come with their own lawyers attached. Yes. Um, yes. What what what's the most? Yeah, you know, over the years, what's the most common thing people end up wishing for? It's it's almost always life. It's yeah. almost always when they die, they want to come back alive. Yeah. Um, that's used a lot. And in the beginning, when the, when times were good, we raised all our attributes up until Gary changed it to one-tenth per wish. We should have like a little bit of time like that. You can have a little bit of time like that, yeah, but you got to find more wishes. There, Gary had lots of wishes in his game on purpose. So There should be uh, more wishes in our game on purpose. That, no, you have no idea. There's tons of wishes in this game. The very first wish I ever got... <clears throat> Uh, I wished for uh, a magic weapon, and the weapon appeared, and it was animate, and it cut off my arm. <laughs> so, so I had to figure out how to beat it down, and then get it, and work with it one-handed. It was uh, it really taught me how you know. Yeah, it was old school. It was that's, and no mercy. That's and, harsh. Yes, my first wish was I wanted to know where the biggest treasure in the castle was. And it sent me down like 11 different levels, but it sent me through every single monster in 11 different levels. So it wasn't very, it wasn't a happy, it was like four adventures before I got to the treasure. And I didn't think the treasure was that good. It never is. The it journey is. is always the reward. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, that is very true. Well, the first of you survived the trip. Yeah, well, I had a nice group with me. Those, those yeah, okay. were... Did they survive? Uh, most of them. Some of them died. <laughs> we were there. Was lots of ways. There's still lots of ways to raise you from death. So so so. What was the uh, since you know we've got uh, the holidays coming up and people are going to be doing things like uh, barbecuing and Thanksgiving. What was the uh, snack of choice when you were gaming at uh, Gary's table? M and M's. Did they become like brought... cu currency? Everybody, yeah, just about. I, I insisted on eating the red ones, which didn't go well with some of the others, but I didn't care. So, <laughs> they, I, taste, they taste better or something. Well, that way I, I ate fewer of them. Being a diabetic, I shouldn't have had any at all. But ah. when, you, when you see this bowl full of M&Ms in front of you, I said to myself, okay, I'm only eating the red ones. See, 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 but when I host the party, I, I'll put out a bowl that looks like a whole bunch of M&Ms, and what uh -huh. in actuality is, it's a bunch of M&Ms, Reese's Pieces, and Skittles. So you don't know what you're getting. I see. <laughs> there we go. Let's just lower his alignment to something chaotic, <laughs> evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, we'd have Nextra Pub Pizza brought in to play. That was that was a grand time. Nextra Pub Pizza is the second best pizza in the world. I remember at the event that i first played at in june of 76 someone was commenting on because the distributor was out of chicago for m m's um they were commenting on because the red dye scare had just happened mm -hmm. and so red m m's were taken out the year before uh -huh. and so orange m m's were just starting to circulate and at uh -huh. the game table someone was commenting now they they look funny and someone else was saying no these are these are orange now they're not red 
So that was one of the complaints about M and M's that I remember. <laughs> there we go. For us at the game store, it was Funyuns and Diet Coke. Oh, there on, we go. On, and on Friday nights, um, we would all run there after school, so we'd get it there at like four o'clock, and we'd start playing at about eight or nine o'clock. We'd go to Taco Bell and get Mexican pizzas. Oh. And we'd, come, we'd come back and play until like one o'clock in the morning. Oh, Sounds good. Awesome. Sounds very good. Yeah. See, when, 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 when I played D and D, you know, it was back in the neighborhood, and uh, yeah. I was 12, 13, whatever, and uh, I, I vividly remember my mom would always make brownies. So, you know, so brownies was evidently the... Uh, what a great the, mom you had. Oh, yeah. What about you, uh, Walt? What, what, what was the, the snack of choice? Um, in the beginning, Kinda. just like everybody else, pizza, but then um, a big chunk of my, like, uh, high school, junior high school... Um, uh, career in in D and D was spent while I was also wrestling and doing martial arts, so I had to maintain a certain weight. Ooh! So I had to uh, I had to cut out a lot of snacks. People would be you know chomping on Doritos and chips and all this craziness, and I'd have like celery sticks if I had anything at all. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd go upstairs to spit into the sink because you know I I needed to lose as much weight as possible. Yeah, wrestling so, is harsh. I like that. Yeah. Not when you wrestle heavyweight. <laughs> That's See, just I was, like dancing oh, bears. Yeah, I well. agree with you that Dorito was really the chip of choice. That's the one I remember everyone eating the most of. And Mountain Dew in the 70s seemed to be the heavyweight soda. Yeah. When it was when in the 80s when Cool Ranch flavored Doritos first debuted. Oh. That immediately dethroned, backstabbed. Funyuns. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that was, those that those was are great. delicious. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Really. See, I was a swimmer and a catcher, so I could eat as many calories as I wanted. I would hit <laughs> McDonald's and do two Big Macs, nuggets, a cheeseburger, a shake, two fries. Really? Wow. Yeah. But swimmers need all the calories they can get. Mm-hmm. Hey, I remember. I remember reading uh, uh, Michael Phelps. You know the, the obnoxious amounts of food that he would eat. Oh yeah. You know, like. Six or seven thousand yeah. calories a day, or something like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it was crazy. Whenever, even when I swim now, like I'll get out of the pool and I'll be all twenty-eight tacos, please. <laughs> <laughs> that looks nice. glorious. Oh, I like the arrows and the shield. Nice touch. Yeah, that is a brutal image. What if we would have charmed one of the giants? Could he have been our hireling? Well, for a day, he gets a save every morning. Yeah, but like, couldn't we like convince? Could we brainwash him? Could we lock him in a closet and? Could we yeah, him? No, of propaganda? That's, that's not the way it works. <laughs> I, I, I magic. Why do you think that's funny, Jr. Like, yeah. do like deep like programming a giant, and turning him into. Yeah. What if we become a cult? Can we just like, like make sure a candidate? Right? Can we, we can make yeah, our can own. We become like a sex cult, you know? I'm, I'm, well, maybe Jr. Could. I mean, he, he's really <laughs> into that animal wolf, stuff. Wolf, oh my goodness! Wolf sex cult. Yeah, I know, I know. But, uh, but no, I, I charmed the queen of the fire giants in that adventure. And Gary changed three different spells just because of what I did to her. So it was, and they were all bad changes. Oh my goodness. Magic jar is now a feeble, horrible thing. Oh yeah. It's nowhere near the original. So um, I think the best evidence of magic jar is in uh, the, the uh, judges guild module, dark tower, half rung hell eyes has magic jarred all these different creatures under the old rule and and that's fantastically brutal 
Yep. <laughs> yes. So we've got um, Lucky two 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 saying he's glad the cave bears were male or it could have gotten ugly. <laughs> um, uh, and, and since it is officially Halloween, so what's the scariest uh, module you guys have played? Well, Tomb of Horrors for me. Uh, you know, um, Jason, when we did the show in its first incarnation in the second season, ran um, Feast of Goblins from Ravenloft. And then Jason and I do a sort of mastermind event in Napa. And we get there the night before and Jason runs Ravenloft. Oh. And for some for some reason, and Jason, like, if you like, he's a really good DM. He really gets like his Reggie character. He really does all the voices, and, mm, and nice. Uh, it's it's fun just to argue <laughs> with him to make him keep doing the voices. <laughs> so like you just find like a random character in you know uh, at Ravenloft, and and he has to really get into the hopeless villager who uh, is being tormented. But um, I like that the Ravenloft modules are like I think for writers are just a good read because yep. they yep. they have such atmosphere and setting. Mm-hmm. and dread and social structure and politics and uh it's it's really like i thought it was fascinating the the deep dive that you did today uh our own D ted doc on the history of D um just really like i i don't know that ravenloft was ever codified as what it really is which if you really think about it it's it's lost it's uh the tv show lost it's just it seems to be sure. a version of hell that bad people go to. Uh, you can just now play in hell. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you know. Like I would say to every every campaign, like uh, person out there, like a thing. Like if I actually ran games, what I would do is if a character died, I would make them run through Ravenloft to try to get out. <laughs> no, no resurrection or anything like that. You, you know, or that world or one of the modules. But that's a that's a Ravenloft is a perfect if you want to adventure in in hell and kind of not realize that you're in hell in fact what you could do here'd be a fun thing so uh let's take jr for instance jr the cavalier dies and and you know you're a dm with all the time in the world and you say okay jr make a new character and he thinks he's going to start with us but he's actually playing uh like a, a character in ravenloft and if he gets out he gets to be the cavalier again because the character that he is in Ravenloft is not aware that he was the Cavalier. He just knows that he's entered this really hopeless world where it's really bad. Yeah, and you can kind of never win. Really? If you wanted to waste everybody's time like that, that'd be fun. As Ravenloft, my, my problem with Ravenloft is, is, is just that. You, you know exactly what you have to do when you enter Ravenloft. You have to escape. And it is almost impossible to escape. There's like one place in each one of the different uh, uh, lord or you know kingdoms where you can escape. It's hard to do, and oh man, I, I just I, I became I became obsessed with escaping. I never did it in all the playtests. I never did escape, but other people did. It seemed like every time I wasn't playing, people escaped. <laughs> Yeah, wow. it's funny. Like, if you, if you think Prometheus is bad, in Jason's game, I played a, a character named Jack Random. And Jack Random was a 17th century pirate from England. And he was basically the Joker. Oh. And, uh, and, and he, you know, he was perfectly at home in Ravenloft. He loved it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. And you can take advantage of that. And you can, you can become Ravenloft. Just like there's, there's uh, 10 lords that never die. You can become one of those lords that never die. 
how much experience do you get enough like creating you an don't, you don't get experience <laughs> anymore yeah that would be about the same you stop getting experience i am gonna flog that horse james oh uh, i'm gonna have to look at maybe giving you some experience points yeah like just an easy cool fifty thousand, and it all stops uh, i, I want to see uh, what happens uh in your first full night with the, with the girl uh i can't make nicole jealous uh, well, I would never want you to make Nicole jealous because she would hurt you. Rothman said you have a 20 charisma. <laughs> oh, I love you. She said she loves you. She there loves you, Michael. Oh, man, that's nice. So, uh, well, and, yeah, we, yes. can't, we, we, can't, we can't have the sword you know, be a uh, higher charisma than, than Nicole. So, yeah. Well, that's impossible, so, of course. We've got Nicole as a deity now. <laughs> she's a so succubus she, deity, but she's a deity. Well, yeah, but I don't have to do that now. Now that we're in a new dimension, so that's an argument for not going back. Uh, I was about to when, ask about that. When the year is up, something's going to happen. But we're not in the same dimension anymore, right? Yeah, I know, but that's not a problem for a guy who's whose boss is a great big demon. Hmm? Maybe he doesn't exist in this reality. Uh, Rothman didn't miss that episode. That was the. Uh, that was the side quest where I was looting a tomb and um, we ended up going to hell and to get out of hell, we met a gnome and the gnome said, uh, basically long story short, I have a succubus girlfriend and if you can get her back for me, then you can get out of hell. And uh, so I said that I would get her back and her name is Nicole. In yeah. one year, 365 days, it's now 358 days, no, 328 days. And he got a wish there because a certain cavalier broke something open. That you said, no, don't do that. Let's run. Uh -huh. Wait. Oh, that genie oh, wow. ring. The genie yeah. ring. Because I started when I couldn't attack them because I just started breaking their shit and it just yeah. fell out. I know. Adventuring has really worked out for me. In the last two sessions, I've burned a wish and a genie ring <laughs> <laughs> and no experience. I know. Jeez. Isn't that terrible? Jeez. Life is so hard for you. I know. I'm like such a really good player. And I just get... Just... <laughs> In your own mind, yes. So, 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 so humble. Did, so did Susan Lucci ever win that Emmy? Uh, I don't think she, she eventually, did. She, unlike me, she eventually did. Oh, did she? Okay. All right. <laughs> but no, he's not bitter. Yeah. No, I'm just an army staff officer. That's all I am. Yeah, just there we go. Just a perpetually bitter major. Oh uh -huh. no. <laughs> Those were the worst. <laughs> totally unrecognized. Constantly shit upon, keeping were, everything glued together. They were there always we in like the S one or, or like yeah. or or, yeah. or as an XO and never yeah. never the B C. This is the look that those guys have every time you come to them with a problem. They look off the one. They look out the one window that they have that faces the parking lot. <laughs> they sigh as they listen to your problem, and then they realize, "Oh, this is my career." And then they come back and tell you what to do. Oh, there but there's always this moment where they look towards the like. I, I notice as I watch them. There's always this moment where they look at the parking lot, like suddenly a magic Porsche just appeared with Christy Brinkley. Ooh, and there's there like this go. option that they could go get in it and drive away from their career. Yeah. But it never happens. I they think, just I, have to deal with your shit. Yeah. I think Luke <laughs> is in that exact same spot right now. 
he's an 06 or an 05. Yeah. Is he a colonel or a light colonel? I think, I think he's a light yeah, colonel. I think, I think he's a light colonel. I know he, he retires in two years and a couple days. No, he's yeah, good he's now. Just, he's probably, under three years now. Yeah, three he'll years? probably make 06 by the time he gets out. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, he'll be happy. He'll be His salary is great. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah and he won't have to get up at 530 in the morning anymore. Or P- do PT anymore. Yeah, no, but, you have to do PT for life. Yes, PT, PT is life. Yeah. Discipline. The guy's, a, the guy's a pack mule. I can't believe how strong he is. Is he a good player? Oh, yeah, he's a very good player. He's a fantastic player. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's as good as is, his dad was. Is he as good as me? Oh, my no, goodness. Definitely no, definitely not. Nick, nobody's as good as you because, <laughs> because nobody has a woman like yours to back you up. Yeah, but I bet if he made an artifact, he'd get 50,000 experience. I think he would because, you know, he's the man and you're not. Ah, see? I'm looking at the parking lot. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So let's uh let's uh before we uh roll everything up, what's uh what's one thing that we all did right? I think I've covered me. <laughs> Cuz he's so humble. Yeah, yeah really. Awesome. Everything. <laughs> awesome. Uh how about it uh Mr. Scott? Mr. Scott I think he's waiting for the sir Yeah, Sir Andrew You're here, aren't you? <laughs> yes. uh, you're here, aren't you? Wow, wow. Right on. How about it? Talk uh, about monumental ego Oh my goodness Hey, it's, yeah, my job is to keep him alive I do my job It's yeah. only conceded if it's not true That's true Exactly um, Mr. Rothman I think uh, let's see what I did. My, my my dice were mostly working for me. I think I only swished once. Yeah, you had hot mm. dice. It was real good. Yeah. Some days you only have fives. Yeah, exactly. So did I mention I bad. made an artifact? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually not this session, Nick. That wasn't this session. Well, but but I we've put only the gem in it, and it became an artifact. Yeah, not this session. Last session. But but became, we only realized how good it was this session. Yeah, exactly. I put the gem in, and the hot chick appeared. <laughs> yes, you made it. You made a living artifact, which is probably going to make you the most famous character in the campaign world. That's all I want: fame and glory. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's no. If you'd read Gods and Legionnaires, you just you just summed up Prometheus. Well, there we go. There mm-hmm. we go. Yeah. So so, Dron, what'd you do right? Um, I did not flub the stream today. <laughs> well, let me let me let me correct that. Uh, yes. During the D and D game, I didn't flub the stream. I kind of oh. I, I kind of double build us uh, on the Galaxy's Edge stream tonight. What so, does that mean? Um, what does that mean? So for the first like ten fifteen minutes of the stream, because uh, it was only supposed to go out to insiders, um, oh. I had the uh, it was out to the public link at the same time. So I was Ooh. like, I was like, uh, luckily Oops. Daniel caught it before we started talking about like you know in depth stuff, and uh, I was like, <laughs> you know, and you know, like like Thanos in the movie, it just uh, you know that yeah. just went away and everything was fixed. So there come, we go. There's some like there's some secret stuff in the Insider Podcast. There's two secret things. Oh yeah. There's there's the secret celebrity, and then there's the secret book. 
Yes. But uh, yeah, no, I think I yeah I, I love it. I I think it would be fun to start a second show with just Galaxy's Edge uh, lieges and have Jim have the have Jim try to kill them, and I bet they wouldn't die. They <laughs> I could just... run them. I could run them through Metamorphosis Alpha. Or I'm no starting no it. through through this world. You know, like oh through a like, fantasy world. Yeah, it is yeah, fun. Just, just our players, guys. not not as legionnaires, but like just to come in and play D anD. d as members of the GE community and, and just come in and just show you how it's done. Cause they're the best people in the world. I see. I see. Yeah. We do, we do have some That'd quality people. Yeah. We should put together a GE. Yeah. In my spare team. time, let's do that. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> I do this for so little experience. You should want to do this too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, some someone is ordering me to write a novel in a couple months, so that's yeah. going to take up quite a bit of time. It's going to be great. You and Jr., you guys are going to kill it. I was going to say, as long as you don't get the same uh, Tracy Hickman deal, yeah, it's like, yeah, we will oh not. God. Yeah, I don't, I don't plan on suing these two guys. They're too nice. Um, that are, just right now, like, yeah, I mean, that's. The the Tracy Hickman and, and Margaret Weiss thing is the the main fault that they did is they didn't read the room and that 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 it was spelled out to me in a meeting I just had with a major corporation about three weeks ago, and it was just spelled out like this is the way of the world for the next couple of years, plan accordingly, and it's just you know they come from kind of old school publishing and they don't I know people that have worked with Tracy and indie publishing to try to convince him, like, you don't need to do these deals. Uh You could make a lot more money on your own. And I don't know that that message has been received. Uh But the truth is, is that Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman don't need any kind of publishing deal. That's very true. They can do it on their own and print money. I'm sure that they went to wizards with good intentions saying, because they really love Dragonlance. They just love it. And I'm sure they, you kind of like you guys in Galaxy Edge, they went there and said, hey, let's bring back Dragonlance as a as a viable product. And and Wizards started out by saying, sure. And then they got shafted. It's horrible. The, pro, the, pro, the only problem that they have is that if you have sold your IP to someone else, which you should never do, which they did, because I don't think it was their IP to begin with. It was just right. the IP that it, it, it TSR, yes. yeah, yeah. That's the big problem in the whole equation. And the thing that you have to do as a writer is you have to realize that ship has sailed. But you could make your own Dragonlance. You yes. I mean? Yes, you could. So um, what happened was Gary Gary wouldn't let anybody else do Greyhawk product. And so Harold Johnson and Margaret got together and said, hey, we have to have another fantasy line. And so they, they with a bunch of the artists, put together some ideas for Dragonlance. And it really clicked well. And they, they actually got a couple of famous fantasy authors to, to say yes to writing novels. But those authors always turned in wretched outlines that they hated. So Margaret and Tracy turned in a real good outline. So, so basically, TSR people put together Dragonlance. And then Margaret and Tracy put together the novels and just made them wonderful. Jim, name names. Who were those horrible authors? <laughs> oh my goodness! Come on, just bo- name that. No one cares anymore. I know. I'm trying to think. They were both guys. Oh, Orson Scott Card. He's not bad. No, he wasn't bad. Um, I I can't remember. I'm sorry. Oh man, they're they're they are still big. They're still alive. They're still big deals. I know that, but yeah. I don't remember who who they were exactly. 
I'll have to, I can ask Margaret. She'll know right away. <laughs> Never sell your IP. Never, ever, 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 ever. The well, problem was is they were they were never working in their own IP. Right, they never they, were. They, they worked for TSR, um, and TSR gave them a good salary. But then right. the first book contracts were they didn't know they didn't know, and so yeah. they, they ordered just a hundred thousand of the first Dragonland book, and that sold out in a week. Oof. Here's so they, what I tell here's what I tell people like people come to Jason and I, and they we have two series, and they say I want to really write in your series, and we say. That's cool. You can totally do that. But all you'll ever be doing is building our brand. Uh-huh. And then we say, what you should do is build your own IP for us. We'll publish you and we'll let you own your own IP. And that's the most honest and fair advice that we can give them. Uh-huh. It's in our best interest that people build things for us. But I would never do that to another writer. I would say the thing that you should do is build your own IP. Yeah, that's that's because you otherwise nice you end guys. up like these two, like 30 years later, you can't even write what you made because someone else owns it. Yeah, it's pretty gross, isn't it? That's, I'm that way about Gamworld. I don't, I don't support Gamworld at all because I don't own it. I think that there should be a creator law within IP, you know, like that would go a long way to stopping corporations by saying, you know, you can't just own the IP if, if a creator created it, they have some rights to it. But the problem is, is that we're all starting out. We're, we're so willing to surrender those rights for a paycheck because you have to. You have to feed your family. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. But I think I think Jack Kirby and Stan Lee both had that problem and sued Marvel and won. It's a it's a long haul. It's a uh-huh. long haul. And uh-huh. you're you, you're you know, um, you're you're just looking at a you're if you're fighting a major corporation they can just waste all the time in the world wearing out your limited resources. Yeah. The yeah, only I, people worse, worse to fight is the government. You know, a low level government employee could just wear out your entire fortune and not cost himself a dime. So yeah. there does need to be tort reform and those kinds of things, but yeah. that's a discussion for another day. Kind of like a Jackie Coogan law. Sure. Yeah. Why not? But, Why not? Hey, you know, but hey, build your, you can, I would say to those two, you could, you could, what I would do is I would build, I would say we're, you know, like, cause what Jason and I did is we just filed the serial numbers off of Star Wars because we saw the dissatisfaction with the destruction of the expanded universe. Yeah. And so we said, okay, we're just going to build our own Star Wars. And that was the audience that I would say to Tracy Hickman, why don't you meet, make Ravenloft meets Dragonlance and make it your own thing and surf as close to that line and dare TSR to come and sue you? You know, but they tried with, they tried doing three different IPs themselves and they were always big flops. Big yeah. flops. Yeah, they didn't Yeah. The name just has bandwidth. It really does. There well, it's you're absolutely right about that. There is another thing that befalls creators. Um success is lightning in a bottle. It, it yep. rarely it rarely happens twice. Yeah, um, yeah. Gary, it, it, Gary Gygax, Gary Gygax did D and D, and he believed that he could make lightning strike twice, and so he went off on his own, and he did not make it strike again. No, nope. no. The people yeah. that can do it—that's why. Like when you look at someone like Tom Cruise, who can still be a celebrity after forty years, it that's that defies that defies uh, all the odds. That defies all the. It just doesn't happen. But yeah. you know, there's always it's exceptions tiger blood. to the. Yeah, it's something. Mm. It's it's there's exceptions to the rule, but uh, uh, there's something about creators that they they create one thing and then they think, well, okay, 
in the, what we see in the indie community is a guy who writes space marine suddenly thinks i can go do high fantasy and the audience will not follow because here's the rule audiences never genre genre they don't they don't really follow the writer uh-huh. now now there is an exception current exception which is jk rowling her detective series does nothing will ever do as well as as harry potter but her detective series does really well really yeah she writes under the pen name of a man uh what's it galbraith yeah but yeah but, Gal- it's good but but, but i mean it, it's good and but but i'm confident that the only reason that it it's getting traction is because she's getting a percentage of of her former audience who might be a crossover you know? yeah but and, not initially when she wrote as robert galbraith initially she did her numbers were excellent for a mystery author right. and then she revealed oh by the way this is me and then everybody flocked to the brand it was a success before she revealed herself uh, she's she's just a gifted storyteller so whether you why, like the stuff she writes or not she's just gifted so why are you guys doing forgotten ruins then well, what we did with Forgotten Ruin is is we analyzed what we were doing and we did want to go directly to high fantasy. But we we kept seeing our contemporaries attempt the same thing and fail. And so what we said is we need to do something new without actually leaving the audience. We just we need to write Dragonlance again, but make a modification. So that's all we did. We're, what we're really doing is just writing the next incarnation of Space Marine, and that's where I have to actually stop. I see. But, uh, but we we think, and and again, this is all theory and everything like that. But we think we're we're still catering to the same audience. We're not actually going into fantasy. Yeah, I hear you. I understand. Uh, you know, after yeah, reading but the when book. it's a big flopperoni, and we're back to you know, we'll always write Galaxy's Edge novels because we like Galaxy's Edge novels and everything like that, but. We see the chance now for a second IP, and, and you know people do it. Uh, remember how big of a hit Howard the Duck was for Lucas. Yeah. Now, now, now what 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 I'm finding that's interesting is because uh, I I pretty much made my bones on the sci-fi thriller side of the world, and only recently was doing some fantasy. I mean, I've got a yeah the four book fantasy thing out, and uh, plus another three. And what's weird is all of my audience and, and this was when i was wide distribution all of my audience was um you know people who would buy it, it wasn't kindle unlimited or anything like that and then suddenly uh when i went to kindle you know kindle Sla- or you know amazon only uh you know and, and admittedly I, I mean nick you're right yeah uh, so I, I wasn't seeing a lot of traction i mean some uh but you know not, not a lot of traction on the fantasy side but when I, as soon as i flipped the script to Amazon only, and I got all these KU readers that are, you know, I'm getting those page reads. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, when, when suddenly, you know, I, I literally only started that two months ago, but I'm, you know, I, I got people reading over 2 million pages a month, and I'm like, oh, nice. And, 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 and a good half of that is actually coming out of the fantasy. It, it, it's almost split. Uh, you know, 50, 50 between, you know, yeah, so and don't forget, don't forget how well your mommy erotica does. <laughs> speaking, speaking of erotica, there was a, a, a big bomb dropped about uh, Nick's alternative writing coming forward. I understand there's some military sci-fi furry fiction coming from you, Nick. There is. <laughs> <laughs> the chat was telling us this during the game. I don't know if you were reading, but they, they called I, it. I, 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 I think not. the only one who, uh, 
The only one who's into furry, uh, uh, I think, is the one who's just talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wolf rider, wolf boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, won't, I won't call out because they're not in the chat, but somebody in the chat was 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 funning you, Nick. They were trying to get uh, you to write it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I I I couldn't write uh, erotica because I know I'd write it so damn well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put, 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 put it this way: before I started writing, I I never thought there was an audience for some of the weird stuff that's out there. But there's some really weird stuff that Bigfoot Bigfoot Lady proved everybody uh, wrong. I was yeah. like, wow, yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing about Amazon is you can actually write anything that you want and there is a freak audience for it. And yeah. sometimes those are the biggest successes. And like there are publishers uh, of the indie variety, uh, um, people that we, you know, the names of and we know of, and they spend their days studying Amazon, studying trends, and they have certain things that they look for. And they find the hot market before people even realize it's there usually by finding someone who's accidentally found it and doesn't know what they have. They just thought, oh, it'd be really great if I wrote about this thing that is really a secret fantasy of mine. And then like, that's how you get harem and stuff like that. And lit RPG to a lesser extent. But usually it's just somebody writing what their freak is and, and then it catches. And then the real, the real trick as a publisher is to find it before everybody else finds it. And then you kind of jump in and dump a a series really fast. Yeah. I don't, that's not the kind of publishing I do. I just write what I like to yeah. write. Uh, but there are, there are people that just do it solely that way. No, I agree. And, and, and I will say my, my writing, you know, interests are pretty mundane, you know, the ones I've already talked about, but, but what was weird is someone referred me to this one book and I, the, the title, let's just call it haunted body, uh, female body parts. I, I won't say the actual name is, you know, it's uh, semi kid friendly, but uh, but but I actually ordered it. It was like the yeah, four dollar book or whatever. You but actually I, ordered it. I I actually have a physical copy of this book. Uh, Why? Uh, be, be, because I was fascinated. Because I, I looked at it and it was ridiculous, but it was okay. selling. And <laughs> I'm just like, like, I just have to own this. <laughs> I, 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 so 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 it's it's my one weird. I mean, and, and I and when I I read it, don't don't, don't sell yourself short. You, I can tell you, you don't have one weird thing, man. <laughs> 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 you gotta, if you're ordering books called like the Haunted Volva, you got a lot of weird. Yeah. Stuff. Now, th- now this one's like, uh, oh, I, I think it's shame, ha- Nick. Yeah, ha- ha- Haunted Vagina is the title. But I will say, and I, and I don't know the author from. Now everybody's Adam. looking yeah. it up. Yeah, 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 exactly. You can almost hear the clackety clack yeah. of the keys. But, but, but the funny thing is, is what one thing I realized. I mean, it's not a story for me per se, but, but, it, but it, it was actually really well written. Which you read it? me. I read it. I read it. What is wrong with you? I know. I, 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 I'm not buying that. I just no, don't know. I, I actually that that per se tells us a lot. I, I like I like how Rough and Rock walks through the entire thing. He's like, well, I was doing some research. I found it. I looked at it. I ordered a physical copy of it. I read it. It was good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that is I mean, the biggest slippery slope I've ever heard in my life. Oh, no. But, but, but it's a stupid story. But it's really well done, and for and for someone who likes those kind of stories, yeah, you just go for described it. porn. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the, the the weird it's thing a dumb is, story yeah, yeah, that's, really that's what well it is. Done. Oh, probably, yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. I, I, the funny thing is, uh, I'm only familiar with the visual artifact of the porn. I've never read any, but you know that I'm aware no, of. No, but all porn now you have. Story, yeah. 
Yeah. All porn has a story. Like they, they have to have the reason that the two people are ordering a pizza, you know, and the location <laughs> and everything like that. All porn has a story. Well, it's a terrible story. No, no, no. It turns no. out to be really well done. No, but 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 here's the funny thing. This is actually wow. uh, I'm, I'm going to bring it back to D and D. I think the so. funny thing has been since the beginning of this entire thread. So because this involves D and D, this involves demons and like multiple dimensions and whatever you have stuff. to tell yourself to sleep at night. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I was, um, you know. Uh, there, there, there's some people who have weird kinks, but actually have some skills in off, as as authors, which I never necessarily put two and two together. You know, but sure. yeah, there are some actual decent authors that just write some really weird stuff. On yeah, that I note, think... <laughs> yeah, we should probably yeah. <laughs> roll up the carpet at that yes, one. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Um, did, did Rothman just put us back in the dimension we're supposed to be in? I, I think so. That just that was just. Hey, wait a minute. The the thing I really want to know. Yeah, yeah, the thing I really want to know is does Rothman get XP for that? Yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, yeah, I think uh, take yeah. 10,000 XP, buddy. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I I, I will take that. And, uh, and, and another 1,000 for that piece of art that you put on the thing and uh, we'll just keep going on and on. I, I don't. I don't. I donate. Uh, I donate any XP for art to uh, the Prometheus uh, fund. Foundation. <laughs> yeah. Foundation. Orphans uh, and widows. Yeah. That he caused. I <laughs> love that idea. Yeah. Uh, I know. I just wanted James, to say, even though James, even though you abuse me, I still think you're my favorite people. Well, thank you very much. That's very a nice compliment. And now you give me experience. <laughs> <laughs> That is just not happening. In fact, you know, if you'd bring Nicole over and she'd ask me for experience points in a nice, polite way, we'd uh, probably get lots. Okay. <laughs> you can hear him traveling through the house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nicole, wake up. Come here. <laughs> Why, honey? <laughs> if I'm waking her up, it's for something different. Right. Uh, yeah, I hear you, buddy. I, I don't want to hear that in the stream. Um, we uh, we want to say thanks to everybody who came out tonight uh, and uh, and threw out some questions and 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 hung out with us a little bit. Thank you very much for the for our players and uh, um, Judge Dread coming out. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Judge James uh, coming <laughs> out and uh, and hanging out and. Uh, you know, next time we're just going to be a bunch of sci-fi writers playing old school D&D. Have there a good we night, go. Yeah.